Hello, everyone. This is Fortify. I'm Bianca Burton, and we have a new host with us today, Mr. Ryan Baldwin. Hello, people of Sportify, listeners. Thanks for having me on. So he's going to be our hockey and soccer specialist, which is great because we need that position filled. And um, I don't watch those two enough in order to be tip-top shape in that area because how can you watch every single sport? You can't. We are going to call him Baldy because... As you do know, Sportify fans who have been with us, my brother's name is Ryan and he's been on this podcast. So that's going to be confusing. <laughs> and it's RB for both. So I've I've renamed the contact. We're all good. I was called Baldy in high school. I get called Baldy at the radio station I work at. Just Baldy is great. It's followed me my entire life. <laughs> and he is not bald, by the way. I'm not, I've, got a, I've got a great head of hair and he even grows out when I let it. I don't understand. Just nicknames. Last name plus Y. Done. All right, guys. We are going to do an NHL, um, not preview because we they have started, but kind of what we think the teams are going to do this year and some sprinkled in stories. Way well, too early overreactions. Way too that. early overreactions. Way too early power rankings. Everything you could possibly want. Because we are local, let's head into the Dallas Stars. I went to a Stars game last season and uh, we won. I don't remember who it was against. I really don't. But we were in the blackout jerseys. I had a blackout jerseys jersey, and that's why I went. <laughs> so, yep. I, I saw you in a blackout jersey the other day. And I'm so I have an Anton Kudobin blackout jersey. My uh, <laughs> my favorite goaltender of the Stars, who has unfortunately been put on waivers and sit down to the minors, but he will forever hold a special place in Stars lore for sure. I'm just curious, why is he your favorite? Uh, so. He is really kind of a Cinderella story because he had not started pretty much ever everywhere he had gone. was pretty much a lifelong backup. Um, And then in that Star Stanley Cup run, which was out of the bubble um, against the Lightning a couple years ago, he, Ben Bishop was hurt, couldn't go. And Anton Kudobin basically backstopped his team all the way to a Stanley Cup final when most people thought they weren't even, they were probably going to get bounced in the first round. They beat heavy favorites in the first three rounds, didn't manage to actually like end the game or, you know, they couldn't finish it off against Lightning, but he was such a, such a big player for them. And even in the locker room, they have a clip. If you haven't seen this clip, I encourage you to go watch it. It's after one of the games, one of the series they win. They, he's got like, the, uh, they've got like a player, the player, of the game chain. Yeah. He's wearing it and he's looking around and he's from Russia. So it's just, we're not going home. And the whole locker room goes crazy. And like, ever since then, I'm like, okay, this is my guy. Uh, you know, a Cinderella story, lifelong backup comes in, plays super well. And then is like that guy that everybody loves. So, so how did he kind of get on waivers and kind of kicked out again? How'd that happen? He is one of those guys, in my opinion, he's not great. He's not good enough to be a full-time starter. And that's fine. You know, the, the NHL needs backup goalies because no primary goalie can go 82 games. That's just not how it works anymore. Um, and he, uh, you're seeing the backups play now 20, 30 plus games. Sometimes you have two guys that'll split it down the middle and go 41-41. Um, which I think the Penguins did last year. So you, he was always really good as a backup. He was one of the best backups that like the stars had for the past, like four or five years, he would come in and he would win you, you know, he'd win you 50 to 60% of the games he played backup in, which is what you need is for a backup. Cause that can be the difference between making the playoffs and not. 
and he just was not good enough to be an every night starter and eventually he's had some injury problems and he's never really gotten back to full strength and stars just dropping down to waivers where he's been yeah he's still having the organization he's just at the minor leagues right now okay okay that's that's an interesting story but the stars are off to a good start and three you know in the regular season again just started just started literally and the next game is on october 20th at 6 p.m against the maple leafs so they had a rough preseason um they didn't play i mean but why is that i guess Brand new coach. So Rick Bonus was fired uh, at the yeah. end of last season. They bring in Pete DeBoer, who had just been let go from the Vegas Golden Knights after failing to get. I mean, Vegas has only been in the league. I think this is their sixth year, but they had gone to the playoffs the past four years. Right. I before saw that. that. <laughs> yeah. And then DeBoer couldn't get in there last year. Injury problems. You know how it goes. But he was on the chopping block because of that. So you bring in a coach who is doing a completely new system to um, what bonus had bonus was very defense first dump and chase where the you know forwards are going to dump it into the opposing zone and you try and chase it and play good for check and force the opponent to make mistakes DeBoer is all about letting our guys stick handle their way into the offensive zone and try and make a play that way so completely different system we also hadn't yet signed our top goal scorer from last year, Jason Robertson, which got done pretty much right before the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, he's, he got his deal done right before the last preseason game. Um, and then the other thing is, DeBoer, hockey's a little weird, right? Because your top guys are going to be on the team. They still play, but not as much. It's just you don't see... It's like preseason and football, but because there's only five of them out there... Mm-hmm it's not as easy to cover up when somebody's been really bad. And sometimes, I mean, the Cowboys are <laughs> historically terrible in the preseason as well. So hey, we won our preseason this year, but um, I said historically, I said historically, we uh, just forgot about the regular season. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, the stars didn't have a good preseason, but they've come out and they put up four goals in each of the first, at least four goals in each of the first three games, which they haven't done. Uh, I believe I, I went back and looked up the stats. It was, I want to say 2010, 2011, something like that. The 2010, 2011 season was the last time we've opened games with that much scoring. And for a team that hasn't been able to break into the top half of scoring in the league for the past decade, it's fun. I'm not saying we're going to win every game, yeah, right. but you will never be bored watching the stars game this season. They're just so much fun to watch. Well, good. And I also have a little golden nugget of information that you okay. do not have because it was only written 14 hours ago. So <laughs> it is a list of the top NHL players into this season. Okay. So I'm only going to talk about the stars on this list because mm-hmm. I'm not about to go through all 100 people. Sure. So number 88, and I assume 100 being like, like being one being the best. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 88. Now, let me know if I'm saying his name wrong. Jake Odinger. Ottinger. Ottinger. Close. Yes. 23. Mm-hmm. He was not ranked in the last season, but um, the note here, they have little tiny blurbs under him. It says his regular season efforts show that he can serve in tandem, but the playoffs show that he has everything he needs to be a number one goaltender. Do you agree? Disagree? Yes. He, um, 
earned his way into a top contract this year. Still a little bit of a it's it's halfway between a top level contract and a prove it contract because he still this is his first season of him being the number one goaltender. Yeah. Last time he came in relief of uh, Braden Holtby and Anton Kudobin, who was splitting time. Wedgwood got a few games in there and Otter was the backup. And what we saw last year was, okay, this kid is good. Um, the issue right now with goalies is because the backup is so important and because goalies historically have a short shelf life, almost like running backs um, when it comes to how long you can go. Like, you know, think of Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Saquon Barkley, these guys that you're, are, you know, are good for four or five seasons and all of a sudden drop off the cliff. Goalies can kind of be that same way. So he's still proving that he can do a full season of being the be- uh, the number one goalie for the Stars. But he, if he plays like he has so far, he's got the best goals against average and the best save percentage so far through the first three games. And he's been fantastic and unlocked so many opportunities for the Stars on offense. So do you think... 88 is the right rank for him? Yes. Uh, like I said, he hasn't really proven yet that he can, you know, for a full season, that right. he can be number one. Um, and I would say there are still better goalies, pro- better proven goalies out there so far. But another good season like that, and another good season, and he's definitely in the running for the Vizina Trophy, which is the best goalie in the league trophy. Perfect. So the next player for the Stars that is on this list is actually my favorite player. And um, can you guess who it is? <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, try and think. The only other people that probably be listed that high would either be Tyler Sagan or Jason Robertson. So I'm going to go Jason Robertson. It's neither of those. Really? Pavelski. Okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> Joe Pavelski. Down star center. He's 38. Yes, a longtime uh, San Jose Shark. I believe. And uh, I remember hating him when he was on the Sharks because the Stars used to play uh, in the Pacific Division with the Sharks way back when and hated playing against the Sharks, hated playing against the Ducks as well. Uh, But he's come in and he's been a really good leader of the team. Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that he's 38, he would be my uh, top choice to replace Jamie Benn in a few years, I think, because I think Jamie Benn's on the downturn. He's probably going to give up the captaincy relatively soon, if I had to guess. Pavelski would be my number one choice, but he's 38. He yeah. will retire at some point fairly soon, I would guess. So because I'm not a super, super hockey fan, what is the average age range for like hockey careers? You know, when do they yeah. usually end? That is such a tough question. It depends a lot on the position. Like I said, goalies uh, historically drop off pretty quick. They have like a good five, six run. Some of them will go like 10 years um, and have a pretty solid run. And a lot of them will kind of do like the quarterback thing where you have a pretty good run as a starter and you start falling off. You get a couple jobs back up and you're out of the league. Um, A lot of these guys are going, you know, 15, 20 years in their careers because uh, you can come into the league. I mean, Miro Haskinen, when he started, was 19 years old and he plays defense, but he's not like a big contact, hard hitting defense. So as long as he doesn't get any serious injuries, he could go 15, 20 years. 20 years would make him 39, which is where Pavelski is right now. Um, and because 
they start so young, it can be a little bit difficult to tell because you can have a lot of wear and tear on your body when you've been starting in the juniors at like 15, 16 years old, working your way up through the OHL or the Canadian Hockey Leagues up there or overseas, you start young. So just depends on the position you play and your style. Like Jamie Ben will probably not go as long as Pavelski was because he was more of a four check, grind it up along the boards, which just adds a lot more mileage to the body than most other positions. Right. Now, are you a big fantasy hockey person? Do you play? Do you... No. So that fantasy football, yeah, because I can like check it once a week and be like, okay, I'm good. But yeah. anytime it's fantasy hockey or baseball or basketball where I have to check that every day, I will be good about it for like two weeks. I'll forget for a week. And then I'm like, well, now I'm behind. So I'm so far behind. I'm just, I'm just done. No, I get that. Right now I'm winning, but I just kind of like... I don't know. I'm not really playing, but I'm not not playing. If that makes sense. It, well, the other thing too is like fantasy. I think fantasy sports specifically, it's not as bad with football because I don't care as much. Um, but I find myself like rooting for people I don't like or for teams I don't like because my fantasy guy is on there, right? I'm like, okay, right. I need you to have a big game. Right. Like, I hate the Eagles, but I need you to have a good game. So I'm like, ugh, it's just, ugh. It makes me feel weird. I can't. I hate the Eagles so much. I can't even draft a player from their team. I'm like, I no, no. But the next person on the list that is Dallas Stars, number 35, Jason Robertson. There so agree, disagree. Um, 35, I think is ambitious, and I love Jason Robertson. He was the top goal scorer on the team last year. Uh, not top in points. That was Pavelski. Um, but he he got his money. This year, he got a solid contract. Um, so now it's time to go prove it. You know, that that's the issue that you always wonder about with athletes like this. You know, we gave Tyler Sagan a ton of money and he dropped off for a little bit. He was battling through injuries and stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's almost like baseball in a way. You can have guys that have flash in the pan, Cy Young, years in baseball right like pitchers mm -hmm. and then they'll go on and like have one of the worst seasons of their career next year for no real explicable reason i mean sometimes yeah go ahead uh shohei otani like was starting up 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 and then just mm -hmm. no <laughs> yeah. nothing yeah and Verland, just Justin Verlander inexplicably came out of nowhere like after doing nothing and all of a sudden was a Cy Young candidate again so you can have these players that have really good seasons and they may never reach that level again. Now, I think Jason Robertson is good. He's already off to a solid start this season as well. He scored a couple of goals, a couple of assists as well. Um, but it's really hard to keep up that production year in and year out. Now, I will say in Pete DeBoer's new system where it's more offensive focused, I think he has the potential to do that. And if he can put up a couple more consistent years, I think it's not unreasonable to put him up in that top 20 players in the league. I agree. I agree. Now, we're just going to bring in something that I wasn't planning on, but I think it's a very interesting topic, and I want to know what you think. Very short, but the commissioner of the NHL. So the salary cap could increase by $4 million. Do you think that makes a difference? Does it matter? Does it is that too little, too much? What what? Um, it makes it makes it doesn't sound like a lot because I think people have the most experience with the NFL 
salary cap, right? Right. Where they're like, man, like Patrick Mahomes got $50 million over 10 years or whatever the heck it was, some ridiculous amount. Of, no, 500 million, right? It's like 50 million annually. Yeah. Yeah, 500 million over 10 years. Jason Robertson, who is 35 on that list, by the way, his average annual value is like, uh, it was like seven and, a, and three quarter million, 7.75, something like that. Yeah. And he's a, a top, he's a listed as a top 35 player. And so you got to remember that going up by 4 million means you can pick up a couple of mid-level players to fill out your depth. Um, That's true. I think the only other, the it opens up a couple more options, but the other thing you got to remember too is that unlike football, where it's a 53-man roster and you've got to have special teams, you got to have offense and defense. You have 12 forwards and six defenders, roughly three, four lines of uh, forwards, typically three defensive pairs and two goalies that are kind of considered your active roster. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at like 20 guys on the active roster and you may have a couple people that are up there that are healthy scratches just in case you want to rotate them out. So the ability to bring in one extra player, you know, might make a difference if you can find a gym. But really for, for, for 4 million, you're looking at one, maybe two extra players, which sometimes can be the difference if you can hit the right spot. So um, it also lets you maybe give a little bit more money to the guys that deserve it. Um, yeah. So it's it's... It's hard to say whether it'll matter too much. I th- I look at salary cap raises like inflation. It's just going to happen at some point anyway, just to keep up with, you know, the amount of money that uh, that players are starting to get. So um, eventually, you know, if these top level players keep getting more and more, you're just going to run out of room naturally. So you have to eventually extend it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't sound like a lot for a million because exactly what you said. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson is on $160 million and he's playing like crap. And, but it's like, I'm sorry, 160, like when, when that deal was announced, I was like, the Broncos are going to the Super Bowl. Like what is happening? Yes, Russell Wilson, of course. Like, and, uh, I, but that's the biggest bust of the season so far in terms of like big trades, but, um, that's a different episode. So let's move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So what do you want to talk about them for? Yeah. So Tampa Bay is on a history watch type deal. Um, they made their third consecutive Stanley Cup finals appearance last year. They won two of them lost last year to the Colorado Avalanche. Um if they make the Stanley Cup Finals this year, they'll be the first team since the New York Islanders in the 1980s to make four consecutive Stanley Cup Finals. The question is, can they bring back basically the same roster they had last year, which is was good. I mean, it made the Stanley Cup Finals. There are some doubts about whether they could, but they made the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, can they bring basically that same roster back, which they did, and make one more run at it? Um, they have a fantastic coach who's still there. They have a Vezina Trophy um, finalist in Vasilevsky, who's been one of the top goaltenders of the past three, four years. Can they keep up that form and make that history uh, and that we haven't seen since the Islanders? And I don't know. It's so hard in today's game to to really go that long. And if you look at them, they started off one win, two losses. Obviously, we're not that far into the season. Right. Um, but 
it's one of those ones where it's so hard to bet for them because there's so many good teams out there now. Uh, it's really hard to, and the, especially with the way the NHL playoffs work. So if you don't know, how, if listeners don't know how the NHL playoffs work, it's kind of similar to baseball where um, you get the top three in each division get to go get automatically in and then there's two more wild spots wild card spots in each conference to that get to go so you could theoretically I mean, you could theoretically be like the fourth best in your division and still not be able to make the playoffs if the other two teams in the division that didn't make or other two teams on the other side of the division that didn't make the playoffs have a better record so well, I, I mean <laughs> Because I did actually watch the final last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I like the Avalanche. I think they're really good. Now, why? two questions. It's kind of a part one and a part two. Why do you think the Avalanche won last year? And why do you think Tampa Bay lost last year, if that makes sense? Tampa Bay had a couple of injuries, I believe, going into that um, final but the biggest reason that the Avalanche won is because the new NHL is predicated on speed and stick handling, and the Avalanche were clearly better than the Lightning when it came to that. They were so much faster. Um, they had they were not Lightning, is what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Light, the Lightning were the Thunder, <laughs> and the Avalanche were the actual Lightning. They were so much faster. Um, And I think one of the other things that people don't realize is in the NHL, one of the most important things you need come playoff times is depth scoring. If you don't have your third and fourth line guys contributing, then you're just not going to win this. You're not going to win. See the stars last year against the flames in the opening round. They were a one line team. If it wasn't Robert uh, Robertson, Pence or Pavelski scoring goals, they didn't have anybody else contributing. And the Avalanche had players like Valerie Nachuskin, who the Stars drafted, and he didn't do anything with the Stars. Yeah. And then, then he left to go back overseas to play, came back, and the Stars traded him to the Avalanche. And all of a sudden, he was scoring goals left and right out of nowhere. But he, he it was one of those players that got hot at just the right time. They had great goaltending all the way through, and they had um, yeah, great depth scoring, as well as Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players, if not the best player in the league. Um, last year so yeah it all came together for the avalanche at the right time and that's just kind of what you need and the lightning were had you know still a good roster just not enough to firepower to get past the avalanche so do you think the avalanche are going to get to the finals again or no or this season? i think they are they're for sure making the playoffs okay. um there's no way that they don't they did lose uh, i believe uh nazim kadri who was a big part of that last year as well. So they're down a player. So then you always have to wonder, you know, who's the next man up? Are they going to be able to perform at a relatively good level? Um, but I think they're definitely making the playoffs. I think the West is going to be pretty stacked this year. Um, so I think they are for sure playoffs, pretty good chance at a Western Conference final and a big maybe for the Stanley Cup final. Okay, okay. Now, before we get into special players, let's play a little round of Rise or Fall. So, I'm going to mention a team. Ryan's going to tell me if 
he thinks they are going to rise this season to the occasion, or they are going to fall into the pits of hell. Now, what? <laughs> okay, are you ready? They're not going to be. I think so. They're not going to be by. They're going to be totally random order. So uh-huh. you have to think. You tell me it's random, but we'll see. Yes, we have ten minutes. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. Boston Bruins, rise or fall. Oh man, Boston Bruins are on the rise. Three and zero. They've got a, uh, some solid coaching back there now, um, and I think they've really rebuilt the roster and have a good system in place. And I think they are definitely on the rise. You're looking at a playoff team. Uh, you know, that's my overreaction so far. Is Boston is looking like a playoff team? Okay, and I won't mention the teams that we obviously just talked about because that's mm. kind of stupid. So, St. Louis Blues. Mm. I hate. I, I dislike the Blues, so I'm just gonna go. That that I'm gonna dis, I'm gonna go ahead and say fall, even though they probably will rise. I'm going to hope that they fall. <laughs> the the heart says fall, the brain says rise. Okay. They're 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 a perennial contender in the West. They'll probably make the playoffs just because they're always right there. The, all right. I mean, it's true. They all they always are. I feel like they are. Um, the Oilers. The Oilers. It's hard to fall from where they were last year, but I don't think they're going to rise either. They were um, a really good team that lacked goaltending. They didn't really fix their goaltending problems, and goaltending at the end of the day is going to win you championships. So they made the playoffs. I think they fell out in one of the first two rounds. I think they're going to do that again. Can I give them a, a float? Can, a I, float. Can, can, I give, can I give them a floater there? If I don't think they're going to rise or fall, I think they're looking at like basically the same team from last year. So, I mean, anything can anything can happen when you have Connor McDavid, another one of the best players in the NHL. But if you don't fix your goaltending, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. I love that. Rise, fall or float. So Chicago Blackhawks fall no they <laughs> they well they they blew up the entire roster were giving players away left and right the coach was involved i think it was the coach and the gm involved in multiple scandals okay. it's going to be a while before you see the blackhawks back towards the top it's it's been a while already but you know <laughs> but I mean, it's still a while longer it's okay <laughs> pittsburgh penguins oh man um i think this this might be the one that catches you but i'm gonna say fall I know okay. they are two zero and one right now, but Sidney Crosby is in his not not his prime anymore. He's what he's he's started off really hot, and I don't know how he keeps producing. Um, Evgeny Malkin is getting older as well. Um, I think that they are going to keep getting older. I don't know if they have the players to replenish um, and keep up with the rest of the league. They've been good for so long; it's hard to imagine them staying as good as they have been. So I'm going to go ahead and say fall. Okay. Florida Panthers. Um, man. If you had asked me before we stole Mason Marchment from them <laughs> earlier in the offseason, I would have said rise. But we absolutely got a steal uh, in the offseason free agency. We I don't know how they let him go. He, they, I mean, the Panthers are still going to be good. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, I think they were like uh, one of the coming out in one of the last two rounds of uh, the playoffs last year. So I think they're going to probably hit that again. But, you know, I, th- I like the Panthers. I like the way they play hockey. I think they're fast and fun to watch. So go ahead and give them a rise. Okay. Now, a team that I am very interested in because they're young, the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights. Um, 
I would like to thank them for letting go of Pete DeBoer and allowing him to come to Dallas. I do, I do like the the, the coach that they've brought in. They, it seems that they've that they have found a uh, solid start there. Uh, that plus five goal differential and a uh, undefeated start is pretty good. So I'm going to give them a rise. Okay, Nashville Predators. No, you see some fall. Not, oh, not even in hard. the league is what. No, no they, I mean, they're, they're going to be good, but UC Saros is obviously not what he once was. Um, also, they're a central division rival, and we don't let, you know, that that's probably the biggest rivalry that the Stars have now. So I'm going to go ahead and say fall. Um, but in all seriousness, I don't think that they can keep up with the rest of the West. They'll, they'll maybe make a wild card spot, but that may be it. Okay. New Jersey Devils. I want to say fall, but they can't really fall any lower, so I'm going to give them a rise. <laughs> they, oh. have, they have not been good since Martin Brodeur left. I mean, I know they've made a couple playoffs and like maybe a Stanley Cup chip, but they haven't really been like close, close since Martin Brodeur left. All right. Well, um, only a couple more teams. We're not going to do all of them, but one team I want to mention before we run out of time. Seattle Kraken. Now, tell me your opinion. Rise, fall, float. And then I'll, then I'll get to my little piece that I have on that. Okay, the Seattle Kraken. Um, another team that can't go any lower from what they did last year. Uh, but, you know, I think people have an unfair expectation of them based off of what Vegas did after the expansion draft. So I think they're going to rise. I think they need some time to get their feet under them. Um, but I think they are trending in a positive direction. I think they can do it. I also... Uh, they took Jamie Alexiak from the Stars, who was mm. one of my favorite defensemen. The Big Rig was his nickname down here. So get go Big Rig, rise all the way to the top Seattle Kraken. So the reason why I think the uh, Seattle Kraken are going to fall much further um, than any Kraken would live is because of their mascot. Now, hear me out. Their mascot, big unveil. It's a cool name, the Seattle Kraken, cool colors, very menacing, right? Sea creatures, whoa. And they came out. You don't like Bowie? With a troll. You don't like Bowie? No. Straight up, I will take Bowie over Gritty. <laughs> Straight up. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Dude, but the, the, yeah, l- look up the flyers. Kraken <laughs> to troll. Now, I looked it up because I was like, I must be missing something. This isn't right. Apparently, there's a bridge in Seattle with a troll under it, like a troll sculpture or whatever. Yeah. And that's where they got. Now, here's my problem with it is I don't live there, okay? I don't know. And I don't, you could have had a cool-ass Kraken costume, but you came out with a troll doll. Now, falling, falling all the way to the bottom. Picked. But no, you're going to say that about Bowie, but you're going to let Gritty the Flyers mascot that is basically just a big orange <laughs> thing. Looks like uh, looks like a Sasquatch almost, but not even as handsome as a Sasquatch. <laughs> orange thing. You're just going to let that fly under the radar. Here's the thing. Gritty owns that he's horrible and that he's just like the most menacing looking weirdest shit you've ever seen. But Bowie is like I'm a good mascot. And it's like, no, no, you, you won't. But okay. So we got two minutes left now. Mm. New York Rangers rise or fall and then go into your, your player spot. New York Rangers are rising and they are actually my pick to uh, go to the Stanley cup finals from the East this year. Uh, Igor, Igor Shister, Shister, 
Igor Shcherskin was should have won the MVP trophy last year because he helped a bubble team go into the playoffs. Yeah, they fell in the playoffs early, but that's because there wasn't a whole lot of talent around them. They buffed up a little bit in the offseason and they still have Igor. He's off to a good start again this season. And I think he is the key to the Rangers going to the Stanley Cup finals. And, you know, especially as I mentioned, once you get to the playoffs, your backup goalie doesn't play. So it's all your backup goalie helps you get there. But once you're there, it is your starter all the way. And I think Igor is one of the best goalies in the NHL right now. And I think that he can take the Rangers to the Stanley Cup finals. It'll be here you go. You ready for this? Rangers versus Stars in the Stanley Cup finals. You're going to see Igor Shosturskin and uh, Jake Ottinger, two of the best young goalies in the NHL in the finals. Boom. I'm going to go the complete nope. opposite and say uh gritty versus buoy and the <laughs> oh okay if 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 we have a gritty versus buoy stanley cup finals i will just bow down i will do whatever <laughs> show you want i will do a, a podcast in a costume of your choosing if in that happens costume? oh my god in a gritty uh, costume yes okay you heard it here first everyone but um and just out of curiousness um that's not a word, but I made it up. So is it? <laughs> no, I don't know. Curiosity. But, Close enough. Yeah. Um, who won the MVP last year? Uh, MVP last year was, oh man, I knew, no, it was nice. Considering like he was the MVP. <laughs> uh, it must was... have not been that good. You were so Austin focused Matthews. on Igor. Austin Matthews from the from the Maple Leafs, who was good as well. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, you know, we'll give that to Igor Austin was better, Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He was. He was. All right. All right, guys. This was our first episode with Baldy. We had a good time. 